Welcome back to InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm your host, Nick Sweeney, and this week marks a year that we've been dealing with the pandemic and the aftermath of it and what's been happening all throughout. I guess aftermath is definitely premature because we're still in it. Um, but I, I vividly remember that it was about this time last year because I'm a big college basketball fan. I'm a big sports fan in general. And college basketball season is getting ready to wrap up. We're, we're getting really close. It's March. March Madness is, is tipping off. And then hopefully my team will be playing in April as well. Fingers crossed. But I'm an Ohio State guy. And Ohio State was playing in the second round of the Big Ten tournament last year. They were playing, I think it was the Thursday session. They were playing with the first or second game. So it's like noon or two. And I was watching SportsCenter on Thursday night leading up into the games. And I remember Rudy Gobert testing positive for the virus. And some of the NBA season shut down. And I remember seeing the reactions from everyone, seeing Mark Cuban freak out, seeing everyone talking about this. And I thought, well, it, it's okay. It'll just go on pause, right? And I remember... Watching SportsCenter that night, Scott Van Pelt and Sean Farnham were talking, and Sean Farnham looked at SVP and said, I don't think we're going to see any basketball games tomorrow. I don't think we're going to see any more college basketball. I think the season is over. And I thought, wow, that's sobering. I was right. That was really, really sobering to realize the college basketball season is over. My team, Ohio State, was was getting hot, and it was going to be a really... I, I was hoping it was going to be a really fun postseason, maybe run to the, to the Elite Eight, maybe even Final Four if things fell right. But it ended. And more than that, life really changed. And that's really kind of what I want to talk about today. Not that life changed, but, the fact, but how it changed. And one of the things that we've done about it and how we can keep progressing and moving forward now that we're kind of figuring stuff out. We've been doing this for a year. We've got some ideas. So what I want to talk about today is how everything changed. It changed in the sense that people started working from home. More to the point, they started working from anywhere. I know I had some friends that actually got stranded. They were on vacation when it happened, and they got stuck. Uh, I had one friend that was in Colorado, and he had to stay there for like three or four weeks. And accessing a tool like SolidWorks PDM, accessing any tool from the cloud, that became a really big topic over the last year. Everybody is now asking, everybody was asking, and now they still are, how can we gain access no matter where we are? We want a cloud-based solution. We want a system that we can access from anywhere. We want to gain access for other users. We want to be able to use VPNs and web access. What can we really do to access this? So let's dive into that. We're going to talk about SolidWorks PDM. I'm not going to talk about the pandemic anymore because I'm tired of it. I think we're all tired of it. I want to talk more about this. So we're going to kind of stage this out. And this does go along in conjunction with what we've been doing on the Inflow blog. Yesterday, we posted a blog that was talking about your servers and having a cloud-based server. Tomorrow, we're posting a blog that's more about remote access into PDM, whether it's via a VPN or whether it's the web, either of those things. Later this month, we're going to be talking actually in a webinar. Uh, it's three weeks from tomorrow, so March 25th. Mark your calendars. Joe Frank, who's been on the podcast, has talked with me about Solders Manage. And Kyle Elias, who I cannot believe I've not had on the podcast yet. He will be on soon enough to talk about hopefully 3D experience. He's going to be on there as well. And we're going to talk about working from home. And, and I think really we're going to talk about working from anywhere, not just from home. So let's dive into this. I'm not going to tell you everything because I, I want you to attend the webinar. I want you to hear us talk about this and see our slides. 
SolidWorks PDM has a couple of ways you can really access this tool from no matter where you are, from wherever you're working. We'll start with PDM standard. With PDM standard, remote access isn't necessarily such a big thing. Think about PDM standard. It's a tool that is designed for a smaller engineering team. So naturally, people need to just access this tool from where they are, but you don't need access for 30, 40 people. Instead, you're looking at three or four. In that case, the best way and really the only way you can access PDM standard remotely is via like a VPN connection. Actually, not like a VPN connection. Using a VPN is how you're going to access SolidWorks PDM standard remotely. Of course, what does that entail? Well, that means that your IT department's going to have to set that up for you. Uh, you're going to have to get a VPN connection in so that you can get onto the network because then once you're on the network, you can browse to the floors and work like you normally work. Depending on your internet connection, there are some things that you can do to improve your connection and improve how you work. Uh, and just not improve your connection, maybe improve your reliability of your connection. Uh, but obviously your internet speeds are your internet speeds. Things like plugging into your router. That's one thing that Joe talks about on his blog that's going up tomorrow. Um, you can also do things like disabling the PDM add-in. And there's some other options inside of SolidWorks to make it so that your connection is going to be a little bit quicker so that you're not going to be lagging behind. Joe's got some really great tips and tricks in that blog post and even more that we're going to go over later on this month. Definitely check out the blog. There's a lot of stuff in there. So for PDM standard, that's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be setting up a VPN. The nice part is that this VPN works wherever you are as long as you have internet access. As long as you can connect to it, you can get access, get your files. You're working in a live environment, which is a really nice thing to have. Switching gears slightly to PDM professional. PDM professional, you can do the VPN as well. And in fact, I would say that for a lot of remote locations, that's what you're going to be doing. Um, you'll, you'll gain access via the VPN, and then you'll work on this live environment. Again, your limiting factors, your internet connection. Again, Joe's blog has great stuff about just tips and tricks, how you can be a little bit quicker about this. One thing that does benefit PDM standard is that because there's an API, we can start working with like a web connection. If you've never looked at this, PDM has Web2. Web2 is how PDM broadcasts onto the web. Now, this is generally like an internal site. So like if, you, if I look at my Web2, it'll say localhost SolidWorks PDM. Uh, it's just the host and then slash the vault name that you're trying to access. Lots of times you do have to have a VPN, but you don't have to. It's however your IT wants to set it up. It uses IIS. Uh, if that means nothing to you, ask your IT guy. He'll tell you all about it. By, you, by using IIS, by giving access to people via the web, you can imagine that this actually starts expanding it out. So I've talked about using PDM from anywhere. That's really the goal here. Well, that is anybody can really get this tool from anywhere. Now, it does still consume a license the same way. I've talked about Web2 in like my third or fourth ever episode of InPod, I think. Go back and check that out. I talked about Web2. But when you set up Web2, one of the really cool things about it is that we can give access to people that aren't necessarily inside of our company. So what, I, what a lot of people want to do with Web2 is let vendors get into their vault so that they can start approving documents, or maybe not vendors, but customers. So you create this order. Well, then I want customer A to review this file for me. So I let them do it. It's their document anyway. So if they want to take it and run with it, have fun. It's your stuff anyway. You've already paid for it. Great way of involving those customers and letting them work with you on whatever you're trying to do. Another great option with Web2, and this is the way that I really like using it more so 
in an internal sense is with manufacturing. One of the really cool things about Web2, one of the great things that I like about it is that you don't have to upgrade clients. You don't have to install clients. They're just going to a website. If you think about a PDM upgrade process, and Ryan Daly and I have talked about upgrades before, but if you think about an upgrade, you're offline for a point in time because you're installing this new tool. So you got to sit there and wait for it to run and spin. Okay, now we're up to go and we're ready to go again. With Web2, the only thing you have to do is upgrade your server. Once the server's up to date, the user doesn't have to do anything special. They still browse the exact same website. They still log in with the exact same username. They still do, they do everything the exact same, which means it's going to be consistent. Shop floor guys are excellent examples of this. Those people are going to be on computers that you probably don't want to be touching all the time. Uh, they're just going to pull up drawings and show them on their screen. That's all they need to do. Web2 is going to be a great option for that. Now, you might need to get some viewer licenses so that they can gain access to it, or you might need to allocate some viewer licenses that you currently have so that they can get into PDM because, again, you need a license to get into Web2. It's not perfect for like a SOLIDWORKS user. It'll work in a pinch. Uh, we kind of talked about this in the blog. I think this was Joe's. He'll talk a little bit more about it. And we're definitely going to go into this more in the in the webcast because I think Web2 has so much functionality and I, I don't want to spend another minute talking about this. So Web2 is a really cool way to get access for mi- multiple people in different locations. And it's nice because the maintenance of it is pretty low. There's not nearly as much that has to happen. Keeping the stream together, though, with PDM Standard and PDM Pro, I think one topic that has come up more than anything recently is the option to cloud host a vault. Cloud hosting means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Some people mean to have it in like the nebulous cloud that everyone talks about. So when you think about like Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure, uh, that's really what people are thinking about with us, Advanced 2000. That's our cloud hosting partner. Basically, I don't store this computer on my location. They're not on-premise. Somebody else has this, and they maintain the server. Great. That works fine. That doesn't work for everybody because some people say, well, I want it to be like backed up to the cloud, but I need the server to be on-premise because I have to maintain it. Department of Defense, guys, I'm talking to you. Anybody that says, like, we have to have the server on-premise, we can't allow anybody else access to that. Okay, that's fine. I wouldn't necessarily call that cloud, but... I'll explain why I mentioned that here in a second with the 3D experience platform. But with PDM, people say, can I cloud host this? Can I put this in Amazon Web Service? Can I put this in Microsoft Azure? Can I put this in Advanced 2000 and talk with your guys over there? Sure, you can. And Kyle talks about this in his blog. And and I really recommend reading it because he goes in depth talking about what does this mean for you as far as accessing it and replicating it and letting multiple people connect to your vault. Having it in the cloud is a nice thing because you're no longer necessarily constrained by what are your network speeds in your data center. It's this this giant data center who's going to have very powerful connections. It also means by having it in this data center, you don't have to maintain the hardware. That's one thing that I've learned over the last couple of years of doing PDM is PDM is the black sheep of the engineering department and of the IT department. IT looks at PDM and goes, I don't want to deal with that. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Uh, But people are so worried about how do I maintain PDM? I need to make sure the hardware is up to date. How much RAM do we have? What's our CPU? What what does the processing look like? We need to understand so much stuff. and I just don't want to handle it. And what about Windows updates? So they like to offload that and put it onto a cloud-based solution because it's easier to maintain. 
it also means that anybody can connect to this because by nature, the cloud is not something that is housed locally. So anybody's going to be connecting to it, whether in the office, whether you're at home, whether you're at Starbucks, or whether you're in France, you're going to access this the exact same way, which is going to probably be, probably be a VPN connection, not necessarily a VPN. Uh, I know we've talked about VPNs. I won't rehash all of that. But there's a couple ways you might connect just depending on what you're doing. A cloud-based solution could be a really nice way of making sure you get your automatic backups, which is a huge selling point. Backups, backups, backups. I've talked about them before. I will talk about them every single day. If you call me and say, what is the number one recommendation you have for PDM? Good backups. Please, God, have good backups. Having a cloud-based solution, you've got good backups. You've got good redundancies. That's going to be really, really important. It also means that you don't have to maintain this hardware. It means that the IT side of it's going to be taken care of. Now, one thing about those data centers, just because they're in a data center doesn't mean that they're going to be maintaining your solid PDM. That's still something you have to do. It's still something that like we at Inflow can help you do. But they're not going to be maintaining your PDM. So you still maintain the PDM. You still go into the administration tool, add a user, create a task. All of that stuff's still the same way. But if something happens with the RAM or if the motherboard gets fried, they'll make sure that everything stays seamless and everything stays clean. That's a great benefit of the cloud. It also means that you don't have to manage any of this stuff. It's really, really nice. I said on-premise and can still be kind of considered the cloud. I said that because the final option that people want to ask about is a SaaS model. And the SaaS model here is the 3D experience platform. The 3D experience platform is kind of the best of both worlds. It is a cloud-based solution that you access via a website. So think of Web2, except for instead of, in, eh, instead of accessing the vault, you're going to be accessing the platform. A couple really cool things about the 3D Experience platform, and I've talked about this with Mike Farley, and I've talked about this with Jordan Tadic. With the platform, you're giving people roles. You're telling people, this is more or less the job that you're doing. Here's what you need to do. The platform being something that you can access from the web means that I can work and design in 3D Sculptor on my cell phone, and then I can approve it on my iPad. No matter where I am, this is a, a web-based solution. Again, we are restricted by our internet connectivity. You'll notice a theme here. If you're not working locally, then you're always going to be restricted by how good is your network. It doesn't matter what tool you have. Anybody that says, yeah, your network doesn't mean anything. Well, either you're working on your desktop or your network does matter. There's no two ways about it. With the 3D Experience platform, though, access anywhere, collaborate with other users. Collaboration is the biggest word with the 3D Experience platform. If you attended 3D Experience World, definitely you heard that word a thousand times because that's what it's really, really good for. Everything is stored in the central location. Everything is backed up to the cloud. You access the tools from the same spot. No matter who you are, you have your apps on the go. That's the great part about the 3D Experience platform. You can have this be fully on the cloud, like you would imagine with Amazon Web Service or anything like that. Or it can be an on-premise cloud, which in my mind is not a cloud, but that's kind of the wording for it. Uh, so if I'm wrong, email me. Tell me I'm wrong. But it's, it's, it's the on-premise cloud solution. With the on-premise solution, it basically means that you're maintaining those servers. So it gets around the fact that well, you know, we really want to use the 3D Experience platform. We like the idea of 3D Sculptor and 3D Play and 3D Space and 3D Swim. They all have, most of them have 3D in front of it. We want to take advantage of all of that, but we have to maintain our own servers. We can't let those be offsite for compliance reasons. Okay? You host it on-premise. Poof. We're fine. 
the, the 3D experience platform is really flexible. Really, all of these tools are flexible. Whether you're working inside of PDM Standard, PDM Professional, the 3D experience platform, SolidWorks Manage, or whatever you need to gain access to. Having a solution that you can access it from anywhere is going to be absolutely critical, especially with what we've seen over the last year. I think the biggest thing that we're going to be seeing over the next 10 years is that people are going to be very focused on, I want to be able to work from home, from the hotel, from the train, from the airport, from vacation, because I need to check an email. Because, come on, let's all face it. We see our emails on vacation and and we check it on the table and go, "Eh, not important, I'll get back to this later. We've all done it. It's okay. You can admit it. But we want to be able to have this access from anywhere at any time with the files that we have access to. So that's everything that I've got for this week. Definitely check out the Inflow blog. I will link both posts in the podcast description below or above. I don't know which platform you're using. In addition, three weeks from tomorrow, March 25th, we're hosting a webinar uh, Joe Frank, Kyle Elias, and myself, I'm, I'm going to be the host, so I won't be doing nearly as much talking as I did here. We're going to talk about PDM from anywhere. We're going to dive into tips and tricks, uh, different ways you can utilize these tools a little bit more than I went into today. It's, it's not going to be an 18-minute webinar. Otherwise, that's a pretty quick webinar. But that's all I've got for this week. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next week. All right, see ya.